welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Jackson. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about Private Practice Season 1, Episodes 3 and 4. Episode 3, in which Addison finds the magic, was written by Shonda Rhimes and Marty Noxon and directed by Mark Tinker. It aired on October 10th, 2007. Episode 4, in which Addison has a very casual get-together, was written by Andrea Newman and directed by Arvin Brown. It aired October 17th, 2007. Enjoy! Hey Sam, on a scale of push one of Epi to charge to 300, how excited are you for tonight's season premiere of Grey's Anatomy? Jackson, you know how excited I am? It's a beautiful day to save lives. It's a beautiful day to learn how to save a life, even. Or chase a car. Oh gosh, chase those cars. Chase those cars, just don't die. Can you believe we've been... It's been what? Seven months? Seven months since we've had Grey's Anatomy. No. Didn't Wasn't it April? I guess it doesn't feel like it because I've been watching so many old episodes. I know, same. Wow. We're all just agreeing that this year didn't happen, right? We're all just going to be like, oh yeah, remember that one time when everything stopped? But it didn't stop because it just kept going and going and going. Oh boy. Shall we dive into episode three in which Addison finds the magic? Oh yeah. What's your first note? My first note is rain in Los Angeles. Something bad is going to happen. Oh, okay, okay. Because, you know, Los Angeles is known for the sun. We're expecting sunshine, bright, surfing beaches. And you know if it's raining, it's a bad sign for Addison Montgomery. My first note is Violet, oy vey, you need a therapist. Yes, she does. Saving those old voicemails from Alan. I mean... Honestly, though, it's very relatable. It is. It absolutely is. Um, also, we see our first glimpse of Maya in the backdoor pilot. Maya is, Maya is Naomi and Sam's daughter. And in the backdoor pilot, she was a different actress. Did we not see her in episode one or two? I thought we no. had. Mm-mm. Are you sure? Oh. 99% sure. You were also 99% sure the dog didn't exist. And he's not here this time, is he? No, he's not. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, she's wonderful. She's just a wonderful, a wonderful character and a wonderful actress. I can't wait to see her. Um, going with the rain theme, do we think that Addison still has the convertible? Because I don't see a way for her to get that wet coming off the elevator if she doesn't have a convertible and doesn't know how to put the hat up. Not the hat, the hood up. Yeah. Also... <laughs> Why are her shoes out on the deck? Who stores their shoes on the deck? Well, it's it leads out to a private beach. So I think that she was probably out there late at night having a nice, if we're in the Jackson world, Pinot Grigio. And she didn't bring it back in? No, because it's California. You don't expect the rain. What about robbers? They're in, like, Santa Monica. I don't think that Addison... I think, okay... We, you already know that Addison is wealthy and she comes from money. I don't think she's yeah. worried about having to get another sweater. True. Yeah. Um, but thinking about Addison's 
I I don't think that Addison is a Pinot Grigio lady. I think that she. I would I would venture to say that she is a. Cab Sauv girl, Cabernet Sauvignon. But she has only consumed white wine so far in this series, Sam. Has she? Yeah, she and Naomi had white wine like two or three times. Yes, but you're going to your friend's house. You don't have your choice. Right. I think that but if I she don't had think she had Pinot choice, Grigio. I think she might be like a Sauv Blanc. Yeah, so we're, we're there on the, on the Sauv. Yeah. We're there on the Sauv, but I think it's a red and you think it's a white. Okay, we'll have to, we'll have to take a look for that. Naomi is a white wine. Faux show. Yeah, yeah. I could also see her being like, like a vodka soda girl. In what world? I could just see it. I don't she really. She's not see a her... gay man in New York City. <laughs> you don't have the copyright on that drink. There's a bar called the Vodka Soda, Sam. I would say that now is as good a time as ever to tell our listeners about the adventure that we went on today, virtually, of course. Yes. Um, I get a text from Jackson saying like. Ugh, I have to take a train to get to my bank to get money out to do laundry. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, I don't have enough cash to do my laundry. And none of the laundromats in my new, uh, new neighborhood accept cash, even for wash and fold service. You mean card? Accept card, even for wash and fold service. Well, <laughs> listeners, dear, dear listeners, our very own Jackson Klein had never heard of cash back. No, I'd heard of it. I just didn't believe that it was like a real thing. So I was on a walk doing some errands and I got this text and I needed to stop him before he got on the train. So I called him. I don't think I've ever called you before. Nobody calls me unless it's a scheduled call, Sam. It's very rare. Or an emergency. And this was an emergency. So I said, yes. Imagine that I would have just texted you and you were already like walking. Well, no, I wasn't going to leave for like two hours. Well, how am I to know that? True. So I explained to him cashback, how cashback works at a Walgreens, a Dwayne Reed, a CVS, an Eckerd, if those still exist. Did you have Eckerd? I have never heard of Eckerd. It must be a Pennsylvania thing. Anyway, I explained to him how to get cashback. And he did it. He sent me a full video journal. And I didn't do my hair and makeup today, listeners, so I had to go in sunglasses and a hat. And it was very dramatic. And a mask. Well, obviously, that's a given. Yeah. Um, that was just, I hope that you find that as enjoyable as I did because I get cash back all the time. Like, I, I could not tell you the last time I went to my bank. It was definitely pre-pandemic. So I was getting a headache watching Naomi eat the entire cake by herself. Oh, my God. What a mood. Eating those feelings. You know, I like to eat my feelings too, Sam. Not cake at nine in the morning. But I, you know, I was, I was there for it. I really, I really liked her journey with those cakes. Yeah. Although, Del, why is he trying to, to pursue Naomi? She just was left by her husband and she, sure, Del's a nice guy. He's going to be a midwife. He cares. But she deserves, you know, like. A doctor or a surgeon or someone who's already established and on her level. I think you need to get to know Dell a little bit more. Again, I said I liked him better last week, you know, when he helped yeah, with, the, with yeah. the surgery. But I still, he's too young for her. He's a child. 
again, as we said in the backdoor pilot, this is when the cougar thing was really big. Right, but but it's Audra McDonald. She deserves better. Okay. Again, I just want to, you, you need to get to know Dell a little bit more. Okay, we'll see. I support it. That's all I say. I love Dell. Dell's probably my second favorite besides Charlotte. Wow. My favorites so far are Naomi and Violet. Okay. And okay. that should surprise absolutely no one. Yeah, zero people. I mean, Addison is obviously number one. Right, she's Although great. Char- Charlotte might actually beat Addison. I really, really like Violet a lot. That's fine. I don't dislike Violet or Naomi or Peter Cooper or Sam or yeah. any of them. But, oh, I almost said a, a name of someone you don't know yet. Oops. <laughs> Amelia? Um, no, you know Amelia's coming. Yes. And I can't wait. With cakes again. Yes. With the cake. When they were all eating the cake in the break room and Dell and Pete, Pete, right? Not Cooper, Pete. I, I think, think it was Pete. Pete. We're yeah. watching them. I was thinking about how, I think it was, yeah, this episode one, <clears throat> you had that trivia piece about Kate Walsh being so excited to be on the Grey's Anatomy set. Yes, I did. Because she thought their craft service was better. And I wondered if the writers put this specific storyline in so that Kate Walsh could get some better craft services and think more highly of the private practice craft services. <laughs> Perhaps. In my in my brain, sometimes looking back, I have trouble telling Pete and Cooper apart because they look so similar. But I never have a problem when I'm watching them or talking about them in their respective fields. Does that make sense? Yeah, I couldn't keep them straight during the backdoor pilot if that makes sense. I don't blame better. you. I don't blame you at all. But now I do. Now I do. Yeah. Pete's um, the one that likes Addison and Coop's the one who likes Violet. Okay. That's how I tell them apart. And Audra's Audra, and Violet's the other one. You always forget Sam. He didn't do a lot in this episode. He was seemed like he was hardly there. Yeah, maybe. Also, okay. I have one more thing. Pete's wife is dead. What? Did not expect that. They told us. When? I think it was either the last episode or the episode before someone said to Addison, I think it was Sam who said to Addison, like, why... Addison says, why can't, why shouldn't I pursue this? And it was either Sam or Naomi who said he lost his wife eight years ago. No, that was in this episode. Violet said that she has, he has never opened up that much before. He's yeah, never that's said that all in this before. episode. Yeah, but before this. I don't like, think so. If so, I missed it. It so was this... just a one-off. It okay. was like in the thing where Sam was like, you shouldn't have a relationship together. Okay. So when I saw him at the grave, I was like, what? Um, yeah. Okay. That's all I have on that. With the giant umbrella? Yes. With the giant umbrella. Yes. Um, Doug and Karen Adams. Doug is there for therapy, and Karen has Wegener's disease. Aaron, Becky, Kim, and Sasha have ammonium nitrate poisoning. And Kathleen and Jeffrey come in for Kathleen's vaginismus and vulvar vestibulitis. All right, should we start with Doug and Karen? Yes. All right. I don't have a ton about them, but what do you have to say? You know, I don't have a whole lot either. Doug's there for therapy with Violet. He plans to leave his wife after 19 years of marriage. And they're talking about how he's ready to move on. 
which of course paralleling Pete and his dead wife's journey um, for our direct connection to the story. We love that. And then all of a sudden his wife comes in angry and she's bleeding all over the place out of her nose. It's crazy. Um, A, Violet reminds me a lot of my life coach that I had for many years. Like, oh, Violet, just like just like the Broadway life coach. Uh, That's probably why you like her so much. Um, also, when Karen starts coughing and bleeding all over Violet when she comes back, COVID nightmares. Oh, yeah. I was yes. like, oh my God, I can't watch this in 2020. Also, she was diagnosed six months ago. What? How does she how not only like a what a crazy thing to hide to try to not lose your husband, but how did she hide that? They also how? don't say if she's getting any treatment because the way that they say to her, like, you're so lucky that you didn't bleed out from the inside out. Yeah. You would think that once diagnosed that she would get like some sort of treatment plan. Well, I don't know. We should ask Detective Charlotte. Is she seems to be in these two episodes coming in to drop the truth bombs. Always. She knows everything. She has always got the file on everybody. She does. I love it. Uh, Chief of Staff at St. Ambrose Hospital. Yes. I I'm with you on the blood thing. And I said, LOL, great. Another thing to have an irrational fear of getting. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Every time I have a headache, I'm like, do I have a brain tumor? Oh, absolutely. Um, I have in here, sneaky Karen. Also, maybe dumb. Go yeah. to another hospital, at least. Um, and Karen is caught in a lie, and she knows it. The actor in that, I know him from Weeds, which is another great early oh. 2000s show. Was... Was he a principal or a guest star? I don't remember him. I watched the whole series. He'd have to be a guest star. He was like someone's uncle or brother huh. or something. I don't remember that. Yeah. But I forget and things. I had to look it up. And the Karen I know from Summer as well, but I didn't bother to look that up either. We know a lot of guest stars in these episodes, Sam. Shall we move on to Aaron and the Blue Sisters? Yes. So these girls, they show up, and Aaron, the sister, their children, is blue. I've mm-hmm. never seen anything like this, Sam. Have you ever heard of a blue child? I remember this case, and it's one of my favorites. I couldn't remember exactly what the cause was at the beginning, but I remembered how it played out, and I loved it. Yeah, I don't have a lot about this, but the way Cooper you know, did this secret house call to play with the girls, knowing that going through this sense of play— might lead them to the answer was so smart while also being so good with these children as a doctor it really every time i see him with a patient i am impressed Mm -hmm. he's really good with like mid-age kids he's really good with all kids but like especially like four to eleven he's like incredible with but i also was wondering why cooper needed to be convinced to play with them he didn't need a lot of convincing but he was talking and he was like, I put a sticker on my stethoscope and that's it. Because he was a straight man in the early 2000s, Sam. That's why. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, the costuming is so cute in the play scene. Yeah. But I was wondering, and I'm not trying to mom shame at all, but I was genuinely curious about where she was and what she was doing that she didn't know that her kids weren't in the backyard. Especially one who is so concerned about them yeah quit her job fired the nanny bought organic 
Yeah, it's one thing if you're doing dishes looking out the window while they're playing, that's fine. But in this day and age, I feel like yeah. kidnappers are everywhere and you don't want to... Anyway, that's morbid. Yeah. I was also confused why it had the worst effects on the oldest sister because you would think that those chemicals would have a bigger effect on the youngest and the smallest. You know, that is a question for Shonda Rhimes and Marty Noxon. Yes, that's true. We'll call them. We'll give them, we'll give them a ring. Not Marty Nixon. Marty Noxon. Don't forget, Sam. <laughs> I won't. I will not forget. Kathleen and Jeffrey. I loved this storyline, Sam. Good. I can tell you that uh, they will be back. I saw that on her episode count. Uh, I know I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I know. Um, I I also just love them as actors and characters. They're so Agreed. charismatic and their chemistry is so great. I'm not surprised at all that they wrote more episodes for them. Yeah. the Her monologue about her choice to remain a virgin for that long was really beautiful and filled with respect when I feel like it would be so easy to turn that storyline into a joke. Yeah. I was really, really there for, it, for the acting, the writing, all of it. Absolutely. I said Addison's a wonderful doctor, and I know that I say that all the time because this is the Sam Loves Addison show, but she just, the way that she treats her with care and respect and kindness is just so kind because you can tell that she hasn't always been approached that way. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. I, like, you don't only go to the OB once you're sexually active you go to the ob for health so the fact that she had never had an exam before is like never going to the eye doctor or never going to the dentist i think some people don't do that either sam i know not well, yes circles, but yes but i just she's they said she's 35 36 something like that yeah and she had never been to the ob she must not have a history of cancer in her family. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Okay, so speaking of Addison Sam and what a great doctor she is, she drinks her first green juice during this storyline. Yes, sirree. Yes, sirree. And it's right after she starts talking about how she wants more L.A. stuff. What is more L.A. than green juice? Oh, I love it. I love green juice. Um, I also have a quote here by Naomi, and I said, wow, I feel you, Dr. Naomi. When is something good going to happen? When is there going to be a little magic? Mm. Yeah, I feel oh, that. Naomi. As she sadly eats her cake. Yeah. I also feel like we're all kind of there right now, though. <laughs> like, yeah, when is agreed. something? When is this going to end? I have yay Kathleen when she comes in and they've finally been able to to have sex together. Oh my god, I was so happy for her knowing how devastated they were and the beginning and how desperate they were as their initial fixes did not work. Oh, I was so so thrilled for them. It was such a beautiful joy in this episode. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Also, we see Violet start to move on. Again, another parallel to what we thought the the therapy story with Doug was going to be. She deletes that voicemail. Good for Violet. 
taking a very strong step that I probably would not do. For all the voicemails, that's the one you keep? Maybe that's the only one he left on our work machine. Maybe she was good at answering them. Maybe. Or maybe, like, he normally called her cell phone. I don't know. True. Just doesn't feel like above and beyond to pick up dinner and then eat the dinner. No, but, you know, that's what sometimes what you keep, the mundane things. Except I don't. I only keep uh, voicemails with job offers to remind me of when I was when I was desired. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we are. Here we are. Here Welcome we are. to 2020. Um, all right. Shall we 1.4? Stan has painless migraines. That cause him to fall asleep. Yes. Cammie Davis has a bladder infection. Rebecca Hobart has Crohn's disease and pregnancy, but the whole time we think that it's Munchausen's. And Michael has mono symptoms, maybe, but also it's something much more sinister. Sam, what's your first note for the episode? I think that this is when the whole maybe answer on Facebook events was really big and people said that it would ruin society. That being like a really big thing in high school and college saying if you're if you're invited to an event you have to say yes or no because everyone was just saying maybe now it's not maybe now it's interested i hate that i like the yes no maybe better yes exactly um that's my first note what's yours oh my goodness stop going into your neighbor's homes without asking what is it with shondaland and just going into each other's houses like you live there when you don't I feel like it's unlocked. Who leaves their house unlocked? Sam Bennett. <laughs> I don't even know. I would never no. do that. No. Um, Sylvie comes in and it is Owen Hunt's Owen mom. Owen Hunt's mom. <laughs> I was so excited to see her. I love yes. her. Deborah Mooney is the actress. She's wonderful. She's absolutely wonderful. I had to look it up on IMDb just to triple make sure that it was her. Oh, I knew. I knew. I was 99% sure, but I didn't want to have, like, write it down and think the whole time that it was her and then have it not be her. That would be I also know her. her name. So when she came up in the credits, uh-huh. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. yes, it's 100%. That makes sense. I also loved when Dell said that he is the hub in the Oceanside wheel. I liked that, too. That made me so happy. I don't want to influence you to like Dell and Charlotte. I like them. They're just not okay. my favorite two characters. That's fine. They don't have to be. I like all of them. There's no one I don't like. I thought I wasn't going to like Cooper, but now I do. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Same with Dell. Yes. What do you have for Stan? Well, I was, you know, mainly interested in Sylvie's journey with this. As was I. I'm so glad to hear that. When am I not obsessed with the iconic character women of TV? That's the real question. I love this Pete and Sylvie relationship, and I want a little prequel spinoff of it. Yes. Did they say how she knew him? Uh, no, because, I think that they— Because I she knows who Anna is. she's just a long-time patient. Yeah, she yeah. knows who Anna is. Yeah. 
She said that she's super new agey, so my guess is that she was always looking for a more new age doctor and mm-hmm. found him, and they just clicked. Yeah. Oh, when she comes in wondering if he doesn't want to marry her and want, you know, wondering if he's falling asleep and having these problems because of the proposal it was so heartbreaking. Um, and then wondering if Stan doesn't love me, you know, I don't want to be stuck in another marriage. Um, that vulnerability in that relationship I thought was beautiful. And then yeah. oh, just such a heartbreaking place for her to be in for so much of the episode. Oh, I get that. I get it too, but oh, it was so hard to, to watch Deborah Mooney suffer. I know. And then the end when she comes in, he loves me after after they've yeah, solved the problem. So happy. Oh, I'm so happy for her. Oh. She also ships Pete and Addison, which yeah, she is does. very funny to me. Yeah. I want her to play my grandma on a TV show. I think that would be good. Um, shall we move on to Cammie Davis? Yes, yes, yes. You told okay. me Alan's wife was not coming back, Sam. Again, she's she's with that tiny dog somewhere in my brain. <laughs> I was so surprised. I know I was too. Um, my first note for this is okay. So they're a co-op until they're not a co-op. Like they know about every everyone's file until they don't. Yeah. Well, I think they were probably trying to hide it because they knew of the relationship. Yeah, but you would think that they got this like the schedule for the office. Everyone can see it. True. I don't know. But I it think... makes better TV if they're not. Yeah, Naomi was trying to protect her. Yes. Yes, exactly. But, oh, Violet asking and trying to, you know, to spy on the urine sample and find out all this stuff. So relatable. Do you do that too, Sam? I, I don't, but I can see that you would. <laughs> I would. Um, After Violet says she doesn't want to go to Addison's party because she doesn't need any more friends, she offers to chat with Addison. It's confusing, but I'm here for it. Yeah, they're sharing moment. Yeah. And Addie encourages her to go spy on Cammie. A very Addison thing to do. I, I approve. Yeah. But then Violet says to Addison, you're a little bit of a crazy. I have never heard anyone in the mental health field say crazy for, in, in that way. Yeah. But, you know, this is TV mental health field. Not real mental yes. health field. Yes. But it made me think about how on Grey's Anatomy, the only mental health professionals we see ever are that one guy who's in their intern year with them. And then he pops up every once in a while. He has like the beard and the mustache. Um, and then the, the lady in the prison episode. Yes. And I'm glad that it's getting more of a spotlight here, even though it's not perfect. Didn't Richard Herman leave his intern year to go work in mental health? Oh yeah, Grandpa I mean we don't Gilmore. see him after he does that, but oh yeah, no we don't. But he see does him that, ever again. but he does make that switch, right? He does. He because he says a lot of you need me. Yes, <laughs> I just watched that episode like last week. Oh, such a good one. Yeah. Do you have anything else on Cammy? All I have is that Violet needs a therapist, as I said before. I think that all therapists should have therapists. I agree. They should. Yeah, I don't know if she does. I highly doubt it. Yeah, she needs to talk through her issues. Um, Rebecca Hobart. Oh, boy. I knew something was up when she went to a TV doctor. Yes. I knew something was not as it seemed. I knew there was going to be some sort of secret reveal. It's a very bloody IV line. 
Yeah. So she thinks the hospital season is trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she keeps getting sicker there. She thinks Sam's mind-body connection thing that he talked about on TV will save her. Also, you know what I love, Sam? What? At the same exact time on Grey's Anatomy, there's a Jane Doe named Rebecca. And who mm-hmm. do we get on private practice? A Jane Doe named Rebecca. I love it. Oh, yeah, because she's Rebecca. She's not Ava. Yeah, Rebecca Pope and Rebecca mm-hmm. Hobart. So shortly after Rebecca Hobart arrives, Dr. Charlotte makes a dramatic reveal. She comes she on over from the hospital to let us know that Rebecca is a 5150, a psych patient who is not supposed to be released from the hospital. Love Dr. Charlotte with these dramatic reveals. So we're told by Dr. Charlotte that she has Munchausen. So we think that's what is actually going on. But she's also pregnant. Yeah. Have you ever watched the act, that miniseries? Yes, you have because you told I me I have and it, it was ter- – I loved it, but it was terrifying. I could – I wake up in the middle of the night with nightmares that I'm about to get stabbed in the back by the daughter I don't have. I feel like that's the least scary part about the whole thing. I can do the psychological stuff. It's just the stabbing in bed that I can't do. That's Because fair. I have to sleep in bed. Yeah. Like I have to the- go to bed after I watch it. The um, documentary that it's based on is called Mommy Dead and Dearest. It's on HBO. Also highly suggest. Um, there, The scene where Addison and Naomi are in the hallway, I think that Addison – that's no. I think that Naomi's ne- necklace is on backwards. Huh. I didn't notice that. It might just be – no, I'm, I'm sure it's on backwards. Because yeah, you're you the fashion the detective. Yeah, you can see the clasp, and then you can see the extra little rings hanging down. It was pretty in the front, but I'm 99% sure that her necklace was backwards. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. But also, why is Addison acting like this is a duality with Naomi not doing her fertility treatments? Like, it's, it's not the same thing. No. I'm glad that Addison fought for this patient, but at the same time, it's not a duality that is right. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I did love, speaking of, not of that, speaking of this being a co-op and functioning as a co-op, I thought this storyline really allowed that partnership to shine when they're Mm -hmm. given one hour to work together to try to solve the puzzle of what's wrong with Rebecca. And that whole staff comes together all working with their specialties, bouncing off each other's ideas to try to solve this. And they do. I think they just diagnose her. Yeah, they do, and then it's and like she's all happy, over. and she's like, like, "Yeah," and the mom apologizes. I'm sorry. In my past watches of this, I don't remember this outcome. Huh. Interesting. I only remember up to Addison being like, "You've betrayed me." Huh. So then I thought the whole time that, that was that, and I was like, "Wait, what?" I don't hmm. remember the rest. Let's move on to Michael. I have a feeling you're going to have a lot more yeah. to say about Michael than I am. So Michael is a ten-year-old boy. He comes in to see Cooper with mono symptoms. So we have all these kissing jokes, as you'd expect, and it's annoying. And then uh, they make a kissing joke, and he says, like, anybody'd want to kiss me. And I go, oh, he is a sad little boy, and I'm probably going to like this story because I play a lot of sad little boys in children's (laughs) musical theater. But I didn't I didn't realize why yet, but later yeah. I did. And then uh, 
he says, oh, he's in love with somebody, but they're not in love with me. And then Cooper says, he's in love with somebody who's not in love with him. And I knew it, Sam. I'd been saying it since day one. Cooper was into Violet. And now it is confirmed. I told you, Jackson's jukebox, check. Again. Okay. And they have this little pact between Cooper and Michael where they're both going to confess their love. It's so sweet. Cooper, again, really good with his child patience. So impressive. And then Michael comes back and he has been beaten up because he is gay and he professed his love to another boy at the skate park. And, oh, how sad. But also, how wonderful of private practice to tackle this issue in 2007 what like i was a little surprised and then violet laying down the facts about mental health and lgbtq youth how they're at risk for self-destructive behavior and suicide i loved that they included that um and i was very pleased i was very pleased with that um cooper then goes to try to find michael when his parents have announced he's missing I was I was worried. Um, no, again, knowing the stats on mental health and LGBTQ youth, and having you know been one myself, um, I was very very worried. Um, Cooper goes and he finds Brian and calls him out. Yes, Cooper, and Brian, little Brian, comes around fast. He does. He He's going to be a I, good kid. I do have to say though, Cooper like grabbed that kid by the face. Also, this is not related to the story. This can be in the bloopers, um, the outtakes. Um, speaking of kids coming around fast, I love kid having been a babysitter in New York City. The kids are so different in these big cities. They are like in Los Angeles and New York. Yeah, they they're are. so different. This can stay in. This can stay in. I guess if it relates. But I love this. When I was a babysitter, my kid uh, had a friend who I did not think liked me. He was always so mean to me. And one day he says, oh, he goes, hey, do you have a girlfriend? And I say, no. And he goes, oh, do you have a boyfriend? And I say, no. And he goes, why not? And I love that. (laughs) Like, it was just like equal to him. Like, he didn't care. So not something that would have happened even 10, 15 years ago when the show took place or even probably in my hometown now. Um, And I love that. Even even now in – when my my cousins when they're in school when they were in like daycare and nursery school they would say like do you have a mommy do you have a daddy do you have a mommy and a daddy do you have a mommy and a mommy do you have a daddy and a daddy do you have a grandparent do you have a special friend they had some like song that did that that's great which was incredible yeah so cooper goes he finds michael he's on a roof he had been thinking about jumping but then decided that that was I think pathetic was the phrase he used. Yeah. Something no, he like said, that. yeah. Like, I forget, but yeah, I think he said pathetic. Yeah. And again, Cooper does such a wonderful job of talking to him and making him feel better. Mm-hmm. And I was very impressed with him. That Michael, very, very brave 10-year-old kid. Oh, absolutely. Was really, really pleased to see that written into the show in 2007, so early into the series. Good for them. Yeah, I agree. 
what I have is when they're at Addison's house, and they all have gone to Addison's house, thankfully, give the girl some love. I know. Cooper says to, Cooper says to Violet, you are very loud. You have a lot of curly hair. And to him, that's like giving her compliments. He's trying. He's nervous. You saw him talking himself up in the bathroom. I did. I did. He's trying. He is You are very loud. You have a lot of curly hair. Like, come on, Cooper. Yes, but Sam, it's clear he's trying. That's just the way they're writing him so that the payoff is better when they do end up together. I'm going to talk about it on Jackson's jukebox. Okay. Um, ready for my style? I am ready for your style, Sam. For the most part, all of these outfits were pretty timeless. I didn't see anything super grab me, but I do have to give a special mention to Michael's camo cargo pants. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Um, Cami Sundress has a um special, special little shout out there, but it wasn't as 2007 as Michael's camo cargo pants. Are you ready for our guest star spotlight? I am, Sam. Do you want to know who it is? I do. It is Nina Shimashko, who played Kathleen in episode three. And as Sam mentioned earlier, she will be back. Yay. Nina grew up in Chicago. She studied at the theater school at DePaul University. But before that, she made her film debut at age 16 in One More Saturday Night. So she's been working for a very long time. She's been on a ton of TV shows, several movies, a lot of television miniseries. She had a recurring role on the hit show The West Wing. Oh, yeah. She's the president's daughter in that, right? I think so. She played Mia Farrow on the Sinatra miniseries. She was on More Tales of the City. Had guest spots on NYPD Blue, CSI, Judging Amy, starring our very own Amy Brenneman, who plays Violet. She uh, guest starred on American Crime and so many more shows. Check out her IMDb page. Most notably, though, for us, she also guest starred on an episode of Grey's Anatomy. In season five, she played Kate Carlson, a woman who came to the ER because her husband was shot by her daughter in an attempt to get him to stop abusing them. And she's really great, really, really great in that episode, too. Yeah. Nina Shamashko. She's awesome. Can't wait to see her return. If you want to come on the podcast, Nina, give us a shout out. DM us or email us. Trivia. Shall we? Shall we? Okay. Episode three. 12.4 million viewers tuned into this episode. It's pretty much on par with last week, I think. Yeah. I was one of them. (laughs) I was not. (laughs) (laughs) This episode also had a goof, Sam. Oh, my. Sam, not you, Tay Diggs, tells Addison that Pete's wife died eight years earlier, but according to the gravestone, she died in 2001. The episode takes place in 2007, so she only died six years ago, not eight. Wow. Episode four, 11.81 million viewers tuned into this episode. Okay. Okay. Still pretty good. Yeah. Also... In this episode, Deborah Mooney played Sylvie. She also has recurring roles on two other Shondaland shows. She plays Evelyn Hunt, mother of Owen, on Grey's Anatomy, and Verna Thornton on Scandal. Oh, yeah, she is in Scandal. 
She's the is she the Supreme Court justice? I don't I can see I uh, know she's in the room where it happens. Yeah. I rem because I forgot she was on scandal until I saw this. Until trivia. you said that, yeah. I'm ninety nine percent sure that it's the Supreme Court justice. Good for her. Yes, Associate Justice of the Supreme Court. Yes. She has longer hair. She has much longer hair in that. It's a little wavy. She's looking great. Yeah, I remember I, I remember what she looks like. Uh just not in the judge's uniform. Oh no, I don't think we ever see her in the judge's uniform. Yeah, right. Which is why I didn't place her in the job. But I remembered. Yes. I remembered her being there. Yeah. I love Scandal. Someone should do a Scandal recap podcast. How about the lady it's from our us. reading? Oh yeah. I would watch her. Maybe do she it. has. Maybe she has. <laughs> I hope so. Um, all right. I want to hear what Jackson's jukebox has to say. All right. I just have one one prediction today, but it's a little more complicated than what I've revealed in the past. Okay. I think that so now we know Cooper has feelings for Violet officially. We already assumed this, but now we know for sure. I think Cooper and Violet will be a pair by the end of the season. Again, we've only got five episodes to go, folks, but I think it's going to happen. Now, okay. obviously, we knew he was into her. Now it's confirmed. She's taking steps to move on from Alan. She's deleting voicemails. She's trying to not spy on Cammy. Not so successfully. She has a ways to go, but she's trying. She's making an effort. And when she's ready, I think, I think they're going to end up being an item. Now, I don't know if it's going to last the whole series. I have a feeling they're both lifers. I just get that vibe from them. Like okay. they're going to stay the whole series. I don't think they're going to be together the whole series. That might be an off and on thing. Um, but I don't think Amy Brenneman's ever going to leave. I really get – she feels like a rock. You know, like okay. Jim Pickens or Chandra Wilson. You can just yeah. tell from the beginning they're not going to go anywhere ever. I had a few questions for you. I'd like to hear I, – I would just like to hear some um, – predictions for other characters um let's start with i just want to hear about dell what do you think about dell i think dell's gonna ask out audra mcdonald and i think she should say no and it's gonna break his sweet little heart but you know he needs okay. someone more like him and she needs someone more like her okay going with more sort of minor characters do you have any any predictions about maya the daughter I think she's going to put Audra in a bad mood by being pro-Sam. Okay. But I don't okay. know what specifically she's going to do. I have a feeling because you said you really liked her that she's going to play a bigger role than I'm anticipating. But I don't know what she's going to do. Okay. How about Charlotte? Do you have any, any ideas about Charlotte's Not future? Not at all. I feel like we don't know enough about her okay. yet. Yeah, we don't know very much about her. Um, how about Pete? He and Addison are gonna become a thing eventually. It's gonna—I feel like it's gonna be a long, long road, like with uh, like with Derek and Meredith. But I think okay. that's gonna be the big plot with him. Okay. I think yeah, those are the big characters I wanted to ask about. Hey, Sam. Yeah. Who's your MVP yeah. for the episode? Um, For these two episodes, my MVP is Cooper, just because he's so good with his patience for both episodes. And he's growing already. But I'm not 
I'm not stuck to that. If you have a better suggestion, I'm open to it. That is the exact same MVP for the exact same reasons. Oh, yeah, amazing. I completely agree. 100%. I almost gave it to Rebecca Hobart just for having to put up with all that stuff, but I didn't love her, so I didn't. I also thought about Michael for his bravery. Yeah, Michael was great. Cooper, if I felt yeah. like it were early enough that it still needs to be principal cast. Yes. Yeah. Or I mean, a series regulars. I'm What's talking your... like we're on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> What's your rating? Well, Sam, I forgot to make one, so I just came up with one. My rating for okay, these episodes okay. is a rainbow over the ocean. I like that. I felt like I really, really enjoyed these patient cases and especially the ones that had such joyous, beautiful outcomes, right? We've got Kathleen finally being able to experience sexual pleasure. We have Deborah Mooney being reassured that Stan does indeed love her. We have Michael, Michael going on this tremendous journey with his sexual orientation at such a young age. We have Cooper helping all of these children in such beautiful ways. And sure, like, were these episodes perfect? No. But I really enjoyed them and found the rainbow in so many moments. Okay. I like that. I am not good with imagery, Sam. Uh, You're doing great. I hope that makes sense. You're doing a great job. Okay. I don't think in images. I think in words. Okay. What about you? Mine mine is a wave pool at a water park. Okay. The motion is forced, but it's still fun. Yeah, that makes sense. I just felt like a lot of it was overly dramatic like that entrance with Rebecca where she's like are you Dr. Sam Bennett I love that and and when Sam's at the TV show which we didn't talk about at all but when Sam's at the TV show at the beginning it makes you think that it's that he's in the office and he's not it's just like it's like those have you ever seen that video or picture those have you ever seen those pictures where it'll be like a rainbow unicorn or like a giant wave about to hit a city and then it'll say something like what color was the flower no so it's it's like this i might not be explaining this correctly but it's like it's these huge things that you wouldn't expect and then the question is a small detail yeah yeah i felt like that was a lot of what this what these two episodes were like yeah yeah. Yeah. I really I liked them, but I did too. they were just a little a little forced in parts for my taste. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at all.that.jax. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash B-H-A-B podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 1, Episodes 5 and 6. 
They're available to stream on Netflix and Hulu, and can also be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. If you are a $5 or up patron on Patreon, you can leave us a voicemail at the voicemail number listed on Patreon. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back in two weeks with our next recap. TGIT. For real this time. Let's go watch Grey's and Station 19, Sam. Ta-da!